Iowa's Newsworthy Past is a project imagined and curated by me, Kristen Noonan, a newly minted librarian. With help from Rod Library at the University of Northern Iowa, I come through an encyclopedic, handy-dandy, Iowa Historical Newspaper Library Guide to select stories and record myself reading them out loud all in my basement. The music you're listening to right now is by Iowa City's Blake Shaw, and the music you're about to notice in the background is by Memphis resident Brendan Lee Spengler. Tune in and out as your time allows, and please enjoy your totally free, no strings attached, last from the past. It's another day, and I'm glad you're here. Welcome to February 11th on Iowa's Newsworthy Past. Today we'll be in Villisca, Iowa. So let's turn our attention to the Villisca Review on February 11, 1954. I'm your host, Kristen Noonan. It's a pleasure to be your guide today. Now let's roll. Campfire Girls Bluebirds Hold a Party at Clarinda. The Campfire Girls and Bluebirds, who sold 10 or more boxes of candy during the annual Campfire Candy Drive last fall, held a party with the Clarinda Group at the Clarinda Armory Monday night, February 8th, with 148 attendings. The Candy Queen was Nola Shipman of Villisca, who sold 114 boxes. She was crowned with a gold crown. Mary Jane McFarland sold 60, Diane Peterson 55, Linda Moser 54, Janice Magnuson 50, and they were each crowned with a silver crowns. Janet Higgins sold 30 boxes. The five queens also received nice gifts and all the girls received candy certificates. The girls who sold 10 or more boxes and were eligible to attend the party were Janet Mary Vick, Mary Fry, Catherine Kernan, Lana K. McKee, Carol Stallings, Deanne Gunderman, Mary Means, Carolyn Gorley, Judy Gurley, Carol Sue Means, Linda Frazee, Myra Lynn Peterson, Judy Spencer, Margaret Sparks, Sharon Sprague, Pamela Smith, Kay Veek, Mary Lynn Rusk, Jeannie Palmquist, Pamela Poston, Marlene Slurp, Carolyn Clayton, Linda Larson, Sandra Gorley, Barbara Smith, Judy Robinson, Sandra Williams, Judy Muller, and Marilyn Lineage. There were only four of the 35 girls who were unable to attend the party due to illness. The girls were highly commended for their efforts. The following leaders and mothers attended, Mrs. Elvira Peterson, Mrs. Ruth Spencer, Mrs. Wanda Gunderman, Mrs. Ada Means, Mrs. Lila Maravick, Mrs. McKee, Mrs. Lucille Sierp, Mrs. Glenna May Robinson, 
Mrs. Ruth Magison and Mrs. Irene Moser. By Arbuckle Farm. In a deal closed last week, Clyde Arbuckle sold his farm of approximately 20 acres a mile and a quarter southeast of Villisca to Fred and Shirley Ross, who will get possession March 1st. The sale was made by F.E. Shane. Mr. and Mrs. Ross and two children will move to the farm to make their home. Mr. and Mrs. Arbuckle, who are on their way home from a visit in Yuma, Arizona and San Bernardino, California, expect to return to the West to make their home. Grass silage quality is better this year. Iowa farmers have learned a lot about making good grass silage in the short time they've been using it. That's the opinion of Iowa State College specialists who have seen a lot of silos and silage samples and have discussed grass silage with hundreds of Iowa farmers. These specialists think the quality of grass silage coming out of the silos this year is better than ever. They advise checking silage closely late this winter and spring as a way of evaluating the kind of job you did last summer. Here are some pointers on grass silage quality. Color and odor are good indicators of what happened in the silo. Good grass silage is green and has a clean odor. Dark color and a tobacco odor usually mean that the silage overheated. Overheated silage, they add, has lost some of its feed value. Some grass silage has a strong, unpleasant odor. The specialists say this usually means the crop was harvested with too much moisture. Killed John von Lienen, Williamsburg, was killed recently as he sawed down a tree. The tree fell the wrong way and a large limb pinned him to the ground, making it impossible for him to escape from the path of the falling tree. Good Pupil Ernest Dean Shellrock may owe his life to the fact that many years ago Walter Harms attended a 4-H club camp. The artificial respiration learned by Mr. Harms in the camp was used to good advantage recently when Dean was overcome by carbon monoxide fumes. At Whitmore, Superintendent of Schools Frank Slagle recently received a $20 bill in the mail, the letter being postmarked from Chicago. A note said the sender, who did not identify himself, had borrowed $20 from Mr. Slagle's father over 30 years ago and had never repaid the money. Hold Eastern Star School here, many at dinner in evening. The Eastern Star School of Instruction was held here Friday afternoon, February 5th, at the Masonic Hall with Mrs. Elizabeth McClelland of Clarinda as instructor. Present for the afternoon meeting was worthy grand matron Mrs. Nell Bonnell and her husband Wayne Bonnell of Fort Dodge. A seven o'clock dinner was served in the dining room to OES members and guests. Among those present for the dinner and evening meeting were the worthy grand matron Nell Bonnell, Fort Dodge, worthy grand patron Ed Squire, Shenandoah, Gertrude May, past general grand chapter officer, Shenandoah, 
Dwight McCracken, Associate Grand Patron, Randolph, Bonnie Bull, Past Grand Electa, Red Oak, E.W. Freeland, Past Grand Sentinel, Clarinda, Elizabeth McClelland, District Instructor, Clarinda. Special music for the evening meeting was furnished by the FFA Porter and Elizabeth Christie. Afternoon Literary The Afternoon Literary Department of the Progress Club met at the home of Mrs. H. A. McIntosh Tuesday afternoon, February 9th, with a good attendance and one visitor. Following the business session, Mrs. Harry Tyler presented the program which centered around A Tip to Alaska and an interesting book review of O Rugged Land of Gold by Martha Martin written as a biography. During a delightful hour of informal sociability, sociability, refreshments were served by the hostess. The next scheduled meeting will be March 9th at the home of Mrs. M.A. Robeson. Record shows this area had small loss during 1953. City firemen had 14 calls in city and 15 to roll points. A review of the record kept by the Villisca Fire Department for the year 1953 reveals that Villisca and surrounding area were, for the most part, fortunate in that the fire loss was kept at a low figure, though in a few instances property owners suffered considerable damage. The firemen were called to 14 fires in Villisca during the year, and they made 15 runs to roll points. There are 20 members of Villisca's Volunteer Fire Department. They are John Palmquist, Chief, Don Anderson, Assistant Chief, H.F. Winter, Colleague E. Moore, Judd Means, Wes Van Velkenberg, Lee Means, E.W. Day, D.A. Dunn, John A. Dunn, Yale Wright, Fred Chance, H.R. Patterson, Orville Marsh, O.A. Slurp, Clyde Pershing, Wade Scully, Paul Sutphin, Irvin Slurp, Jim Milligan. Following is a list of the city and rural fires last year. City Fires, January 2nd, W.E. Figgins Residence, January 9th, Nellie Smice Residence, February 8th, Kenneth Fry Carr, April 5th, Paul Ebenhart Residence, April 25th, Clarence Everett Carr, May 30th, Olson Brothers Residence, July 24th, Kenneth Kernan Truck, September 9th, Phillips Oil Station Gas Pump, October 11th, Frank Tackett Grass Fire, November 14th, Henry Carmichael Grass Fire, November 26th, Elms Hotel Shed, November 15th, Max Nordyke Residence, November 26th, Yale Wright Car, November 30th, Paul Fisher Residence. Rural Fires, March 15th, John Strain, Nottaway Residence, March 17th, Bob Housen Residence, April 16th, Fast northwest of Martin Mills Residence, May 30th, 
Herman Christie, Farm Haydryer. June 3rd, Glen Slurp Barn. June 24th, R.S. Carmichael Gas Barrel. June 27th, Cowgill Farm, southwest of Villisca, trees struck by lightning. July 5th, Ellis McCoy, Straw and Shed. July 29th, Verlin House, Hayfield. August 10th, P.H. Peterson Barn. September 23rd, Gerald Scahill, Straw Stack. September 26th, Fred L. Fisher, Wash House. October 15th, Kenneth Highland Carr, north of Tenville. November 4th, Russell Brown Tractor and Picker, north of Nottaway. December 8th, Leroy Lowry Cobb Pile, north of Hepburn. Want ads for sale, Clorinda Cole, delivered in Villisca for $10 per ton. McKinley Brothers, Villisca. For sale, Jersey Milk Cow, fresh March 8th, R.D. Botrager. For sale, 8x12 Bruder House, new last spring, price $75. Also, 3-pen Hog House, 8x21, with floor, price $125. C.I. Shapcott. For sale, 1941 Chevrolet 3-4 ton truck, used refrigerator, both good condition, Western Auto. For sale, second calf Guernsey Cow, first calf Springer Jersey Heifer, fresh, TJ Blevins. For sale, small electric cook stove and refrigerator, Ralph Gridley. For sale, hedge corner posts and line posts, Joe Scanlon, one mile north of Nottaway. For sale, Hamilton Piano in good condition, $25, Marion Hendrickson, Nottaway, Iowa. For sale, Cherokee Oats, Clyde, McFarland, Villisca. Bake sale. Wednesday, February 17 at 10.30 at Fengal's Cleaners by Mount Calvary Ladies' Aid. For sale, second and third cutting baled alfalfa hay, Kenneth Kernan. For sale, baled alfalfa hay, first and second cuttings, Thomas Woodward. Piano sale. Two beautiful new spinet pianos offered for only $395 to $495. Benedict Piano Company, Clarinda. For sale. Five head Jersey milk cows, good foundation stock, can be bought on time payment. RD Botch Ranger. For sale. Straight Davenport slip covers, foam rubber cushions, $10. Mrs. Robert Resch. For sale, Bonham Oats, germination test 96. Test weight 34 pounds. See sample at Palmquist store. Roy Northup. For rent, three room apartment on Fifth Avenue. Private entrance, modern kitchen. Write Wendell Bruner, Nickerson, Nebraska, or C. Kenneth Jones, Villisca. Wanted, used Bruder House, Martin Taylor. 
Wanted, custom work with chainsaw, Alvin Melander, Villisca. Miscellaneous, save your gold medal flower certificates for banned mothers. Their certificates are worth cash. Start your baby chicks on Lassie Chicklets. Contains Megasol Nitrophenide, Draper Produce. Bring in your income tax problems and have your reports completed. Prompt Service, Don Anderson. We have a plan for hog feed finance, no mortgage. Interest rate about 2%. Olson Hatchery. That's it for February 11th on Iowa's Newsworthy Past. Thanks for tuning in. Hey there, thanks for listening. Hey, if you liked your ride, remember that you can follow me on Instagram at Iowa's Newsworthy Past. If you didn't like your ride, well, maybe you will tomorrow.